0: hey everyone welcome back to navigating netflix originals as always i'm madison and i am joined by jamie hello <laughs> and you know it's just the two of us like it always is just the <laughs> fact that we hint at someday having guest stars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i tried i did try to make my boyfriend watch this movie with us with me today when i was going over it but he didn't seem interested. he watched like the first 15 minutes and was like this is boring i'm leaving so yeah i mean
1: fair but...
0: <laughs> i mean the first 15 minutes was a little bit slow <laughs> yeah. to be fair like he left before anybody besides sam was even in the movie uh, <laughs> so i was like well i i but i liked the movie okay. so what we're discussing today is io And it's another Netflix original, obviously, um, kind of about the end of the world. Yeah. And it's named after Jupiter's moon, Io.
1: Right. And uh, so the genre is basically post-apocalyptic. And because that's the case, uh, I thought we could talk briefly about our interest in the apocalypse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our, our fascination with the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do that. Describe <laughs> why you are fascinated with the apocalypse. <laughs>
1: um, I think that it's pretty interesting to think about. I think every time we, I watch a movie like this or a show that involves this, it makes you think about your actions and like what you're doing to sort of ensure that the planet doesn't become some sort of wasteland you know and it's obviously like one person can't really make much of a difference but
0: I thought you were going to say your actions to like prepare for the apocalypse oh my god so like, no. oh god mine are like not in oh, mine are
1: non-existent too <laughs> although dear listeners you should know that Madison and I used to watch like apocalypse shows on Netflix
0: yeah one it was called on life after people yeah is that is Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. And And then also the one about the doomsday preppers. Yes,
1: the doomsday preppers. I think it was just called doomsday preppers. Like that one. I think so. Yeah. That one was probably one of my favorites, just because it would give everyone a rating at the end, and they'd be like, (laughs) "What's the likelihood this person's going to survive?" Yeah. (laughs) And it's like this kid's like, "I learned to can a vegetable," and it's like, "Okay, well." Like,
0: and it was always discouraging because these people would be like far more prepared than I ever thought of being, and they're like, "You would die within three weeks." Right. like Oh, great! I guess I'm gonna last three hours.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm like, I would not last at all. Um, but it is interesting to to watch those sort of shows and sort of think about the different possibilities of the way the world can end.
0: Yeah. But, I, I do have like a morbid fascination yeah. as well because I can I could just like we're headed that way. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I liked at the beginning of this movie, they said something about the effect that the human race, like it was human nature to destroy Earth. Like that's what we're doing in order to survive, we are destroying Earth. And that, you know, that kind of hints at maybe there's not a way that we can survive, at least not as in like a massive amount of us as the way that we are currently without right. destroying the planet. Like we have to destroy the planet to survive. And then the planet is eventually going to have to destroy us to survive.
1: Exactly. And I like that <laughs> sort of hint at a cycle. It, was, cycle. it was like, you know, now some people think that it's the planet trying to, you know save itself and that's why it's like reduced their um, emitting this like ammonia g- gas and right. killing everyone not quite as crazy as like what what did we talk about last week briefly a film not the mist but Whatever, um, with like the plants killing yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: God, what the hell is it called? The, the Not the happening. Yeah, it is, is the, the happening. happening? Okay, yeah. the happening. Yeah.
1: So it's not quite that. I think it's meant to be more natural than that. But uh,
0: Right. Well, I think it's kind of like it's being caused by the lack of oxygen on the planet. Right. So I mean, like it's, the Earth is running out of oxygen for probably way over pollutant you know greenhouse gases kind of thing. so right this is like what the earth is doing to kind of compensate that
1: exactly or compensate
0: for it I actually I read an article after I finished watching the movie today on the science behind i o oh, so, cool. like the whole movie and how it's not very far off base that oh. this could happen <laughs> like it's not the science in it isn't so like extreme that it's unrealistic like this is is a potential future for
1: interesting yeah
0: so yeah so do do you have any apocalypse plan that you want to broadcast to the world or oh my god (laughs) i
1: have zero apocalypse plans pretty much no oh good no i've not i don't have a bug out bag i don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a bug out bag either My only, like, vague plan is, like, if something catastrophic happened, we would load everything of value into my car and drive to my parents' house because they have a lot of canned food and, like, they have a garden and, you know, we might be safer there. We'd probably die on the way, but... But, you know, (laughs) at least you have... That's the attempt, anyways. Right.
1: You have a a destination, at least. (laughs)
0: Right. We have, like, a very loose plan.
1: (laughs) Um, And this sort of... uh, Thing in the movie where the vast majority of the remaining population of Earth just like departed on I forget like a number of different ships and set out to, to yeah this, like over
0: hundred something yeah right
1: to start out the the colony near Jupiter and it's yeah. um it's an interesting concept and it's one that you see also in a number of different shows and movies about like post-apocalypse yeah birth. I was
0: very glad that they didn't just like go to Mars or something like, yeah they actually went to some place that is potentially habitable. IO does have water on it. It's frozen, but it's there. Sure. <laughs> so like I was glad they they did. They went a little further than our own, you know, next door neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> our neighborhood. <laughs> they didn't just go to the moon either, you know. Right, that's true. <laughs> like or, our moon. They went to somebody else's moon.
1: Right. Or just like orbit around the earth or something.
0: Very interesting <laughs> to live on one of Jupiter's moons because Jupiter is so massive. Like that's what That's would take all you up would half see the sky yeah. at any given point, you know. Like it would just be Jupiter. Oh, no, that'd, that'd be
1: impressive. insane.
0: It would be cold all the time too, because yeah. it's so far away from the sun.
1: Right. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. It's always interesting to think like the the prospect of like you know the fact that there's water on Io and stuff and maybe it could potentially be habitable. But yeah, it's a moon, yeah, and probably. so we think like I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Potential, out of Earth travel one day in like right. other colonies. Um,
0: like where we might go. I think it's very interesting that they named this movie Io when it. You never see Io. Like no. it takes place entirely on Earth. The main character never actually leaves Earth. Um, yeah. So
1: like the closest we get is just uh, Sam's communication with Elon, who's
0: right. And looking at you know
1: right, um, which which um, I'm. I'm Which I think, like, it's probably, it's certainly possible to see Jupiter with a telescope. Yeah. But can you see that high def with a telescope?
0: No, not now, but I'm assuming this takes place in the future a little bit, you know? So, like, maybe there would be better telescopes by that point i mean okay
1: because she was like practically like ready to zoom in like on like someone's bedroom window. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly it was pretty high definition she's like so I oh
1: elon i can see you
0: considering the world hasn't you know <laughs> descended into an apocalyptic state yet i'm assuming this is supposed to be a few years into the future that's anyway. fair so like this is a more advanced telescope yeah. than we have currently or, you know, maybe it's just a lapse in the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was it was kind of a low budget film, you know, there wasn't yeah, it seems that, yeah. a lot of different scenery or setting. Um, but I kind of I liked that because I don't know, we've watched some both for navigating Netflix originals and for just like my own personal enjoyment, yeah. like watch apocalyptic movies that it just seems like there's too much action and there's too much happening in them for it to be the end of the world yeah. where this is much more reflective of like if there was nobody actually left this is kind of how it would be you would just be doing your own thing by yeah. yourself for the scavenging most scavenging <laughs> yeah. bits and stuff and, you know yeah. just eat, make growing your own food and you wouldn't have much commu- like like she had electricity because she had solar panels set up but like you know if you didn't have that you wouldn't even have you know electricity or anything so like i found it like more realistic that that it was slower and less actiony than most movies that depict the end of the world are
1: yeah yeah it was much more kind of like
0: like after all the chaos happened you know and there's just a few people left at this point
1: right that's true and as you were saying we usually Films usually base themselves around the chaos, where Mm -hmm. this one was just Sam living her life and trying to continue research to find sort of, like, living organisms and
0: And see how
1: things are adapting.
0: You're, like, led—like, you understand at the beginning that she's helping her father Mm -hmm. to, like, raise these bees. They want to see if they can— raise a colony of bees that will adapt to survive in a world that doesn't have much oxygen or right. any oxygen. And you're like kind of led to believe that her dad's there, you know, like working with her and it's yeah. not until much later on in the movie you find out that he had died like well over a year ago right, and yeah. she was just leading everybody on IO to believe that he was still there with her and she was sending out transmissions to people using like old recordings of his. Um, I'm not sure why beyond maybe she just wasn't willing to accept it. She didn't want to be alone. Um,
1: right. And I think that's made even more clear when she, there were a couple of flashbacks where she's like talking to him in the lab and he's like, human connection is important, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. I'm dead. So it's like <laughs> she's probably still still grappling with that. And I can imagine if like they were pretty much the last two people around.
0: Right. And then,
1: you, you know, her dad died. So she was just alone for at least a year, you know
0: and it seems like she was definitely born after this like the world right. started all apart because she didn't she'd never seen anything from what they're calling the before
1: yeah
0: um so her whole life she grew up with this man telling her that it was important to stay on earth that there was hope for earth that you know they couldn't going to io was like a last resort and that's what he was trying to tell every all the people on earth too that they couldn't just give up on earth there you know they had to find a way to help evolve right. um so like when he died it's kind of understandable that she would stay behind because that was like all she knew was right. you know, let's try to save earth kind of thing
1: exactly yeah she'd been working with him probably since like infancy on these right yeah these sort you of know. projects but but i don't know i i feel i feel like i realized quite early on that her dad was likely dead
0: I see. Like I, I assumed he was probably dead, but I thought she probably didn't know it. Uh, like I thought he probably had left on one of the trips, and she was just like holding out hope that he'd come back, kind of thing. Gotcha. And then she'd like come across his body or something when she was down in the zone at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like I I did assume that he was dead. Just I didn't realize that she was aware of it. Right. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: um, but yeah. So then we have uh, Michael who comes and.
0: Shows up in a hot air balloon. I
1: know. Like, I was like, who is, like is this? Like the a Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Of Oz?
0: Yeah. descending from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hot air balloon. It was a helium balloon. That's but, true. <laughs> still weird.
1: I know. I was like, I think in my notes, I typed hot air balloon, like with seven question marks.
0: <laughs> right. Couldn't be a hot air balloon because that would have to be like open to the air. Right. It and like he wouldn't be able to breathe then so right like metal canister with a huge helium balloon on top
1: of it yeah but it's <laughs> I mean, like it's
0: like and when it first came down did you think like her father was probably inside of that because that was my first thought was like that's how he travels or something <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the hot air balloon because she doesn't seem disturbed by this at all
1: <laughs> right yeah she had like basically no reaction so at for, for a moment i was like oh maybe her dad is alive and like inside there but Right. Yeah, of course then Micah crawls out and is very sketch at the beginning.
0: It's like very clearly <laughs> not her father. They don't like run in embrace or anything, and you're just like, This is odd. He's and he seems like right from the bat, like angry. Yeah. <laughs> like he's demanding to see Harry Walden, who's Sam's father, and like in, in like a very menacing way. <laughs> right.
1: Well and I think at the beginning he wanted to confront him, like as he was saying, because he was convinced to stay because of, like, right. what Harry was saying, and so was his wife, and then his wife died, and he basically had to, like, starve her to death so that he could live. And right. I imagine he w- there would have been You probably, don't find all that
0: out until a lot later, though. Right.
1: I <laughs> imagine, like, had Harry been there, he would have at least clocked him or killed him.
0: <laughs> Seemed like that's where he was wanting
1: Yeah. To go to <laughs> but then, uh, you know, he's like, oh, Sam's the only one.
0: And he, he his demeanor, like, changes a lot once she tells him that she's... Um, Harry's daughter. Like at yeah. first, she just is like, "Oh, I'm his research assistant," and he's like cold towards her. But then, like once he finds out it's his daughter, he's like, "Oh, well I have to save her." Right. <laughs> this is a weird change of heart to have.
1: Yeah, it's a very sudden and sort of odd. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like, "I won't let the same happen to you."
0: Right. And
1: um, okay. And so the thing that I was really annoyed about, but that I think by the end of the film I understand, was like the cliched scene where they had to sleep together.
0: I know. Uh, and I'm like, I what I didn't get, because I totally thought, thought they were going to like have sex like the whole time, but was why <laughs> she said like, why, we have to have sex. Like, yeah. we have to do this. Why did they have to do that? That does not like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can sleep in separate beds. There's many places to sleep. <laughs> you don't have to sleep together. But they
1: had to. But,
0: but why? You know,
1: well, this is what uh, I think. Okay. There was this entire experiment with the bees, right? And then like, as they're about to leave, she finds he finds that a new queen is there. And right, she like, survived.
0: survived somehow, yeah. Right. Like she had,
1: she survived. And I think what that showed her is that with like there is sort of an adaptation going on, an evolution going on. And so what I think she really wanted is to have a child. So that, like, she could continue the human race. And because the bee showed adaptation, and since she was already sort of, like, immunizing herself to the ammonia... Yeah. Like, she assumed that her child would be able to live freely in the world. And at the very end of the thing... We, we see, see her yeah <laughs> we see like this young kid and of course i think we're meant to assume it's her child but
0: well yeah you can kind of like vaguely tell that it's like a <clears throat> like a mixed race baby you right. know like you know it's supposed to be her kid cuz where else would a child show up from and right.
1: <laughs> and they're on the beach and not wearing masks and stuff so
0: so it is and it's sad because like he Micah. Is very insistent that he wants to save her. That he wants to take her off off the off Earth and go to Io on the last shuttles that are leaving Earth ever. Right. This um, is like their last opportunity to go. If they don't go, all communication with Earth is going to be shut off, and they'll have no other way to ever leave the planet. And he wants to leave and take her with them. But at the end, you see her staying. She stays behind, and you see the hot air balloon like floating away. He yeah. doesn't stay with her. Um, and I don't think at that point, like either one of them could possibly have known she was pregnant. So he knew yeah. that she, like he, that, he was leaving her behind. Well, after having knocked her up or anything, but
1: <laughs> right. But I assume, like as I say, like I think that was her reasoning for how, like needing. But I'm like needing to sleep with him but I'm like yeah you can't be sure that one session is right. gonna bear you a child so he was
0: very aware that she was ovulating right <laughs> has to be now we have to do this now, now or <laughs> never
1: um but yeah it was it was certainly an interesting uh, switch in there but
0: yeah it's definitely like at the end there when she they're getting ready to leave and he's inflating the balloon and she leaves to go to the to the art museum i like i thought one of two things was going to happen either she was going to get there and My first thought was that she was going to find a small colony of Ah. bees that had some, like that queen had gone off and created a colony that was surviving. And she was going to like convince him to stay because there was hope. Uh And then my second thought was she's going to, if that's not the case, she's going to take her mask off and try to breathe the air. (laughs) Because she mentioned multiple times about having this dream where she was in the zone and she didn't have her mask on and she was fine. And that's, that's what she does. <laughs> she takes her mask off, and she's fine apparently. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I assume like <clears throat> they certain she certainly can't be the last person on Earth. No, I would probably not. So maybe at some point she'll like travel and find some sort of surviving colony of people or something.
0: Right. Or... Now that she can move around, yeah.
1: Right. Sure, she has a child now and stuff, but she's not really saving the human race on Earth or like
0: right because
1: that it's gonna the cycle stops there. I right, like he
0: can find other people, <laughs> right? But <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> the cycle stops there, we're going to assume. I, I think, um, like all things considered about the the whole movie, it's kind of optimistic. Like, yes, he knocks her up and he leaves and there's not very <laughs> many people like left on the planet, but like just the fact that species are evolving yeah. slowly, but like it's happening at a fast enough pace that they're not dying entirely. It's kind of like an optimistic feel for earth. And I think that we're kind of left with the feeling, especially like when you see her at the end and her child, he's gotta be like, what, four years old, maybe at that yeah. point running on the beach. Like she's had him and then they've lived four more years and they've gone to an ocean somewhere and they're breathing in the ammonia mixed with oxygen on the planet and they're surviving probably other people are left in small pockets that are going to adapt to, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And anybody
0: who kind of like chose to stay behind is kind of like choosing in a way to try to evolve and yeah. maybe that's why they're successful where other people weren't, you know?
1: Right. That's if that makes true. sense. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> you know, like a new species of human is kind of going to kind of start to grow. Exactly.
1: And it's, I mean... You know, when uh, when I assume that she's sending some sort of message to him later on when she's like talking in the the voiceover at the end. But she was like, you know, if if I survive, tell people that Earth is habitable. But that's not really the reality of it, because anyone who wasn't there, like they're still going to they would come back to Earth and not be able to right. breathe like, you know
0: earth isn't habitable to anybody who left it's only habitable to people who stayed behind and adapted you know exactly but um and i i don't see like i don't think at the end that she was actually sending him a message mm. because we know that all the communication oh, right. with Io was cut off so i think that it's more like sad that she in in a way she's just like writing maybe in a journal or something to micah but like you know, there's never going to be a response because he's never going to get it. And it's just kind of plays into like, she's never really has anybody because her relationship, if you want to call it that with Elon is completely done over the computer. You know, they email back and forth from millions of miles away and, you know, Micah, who's the only person she actually has, like, a moment of physical, you know, human contact in a relationship way with, (laughs) um, leaves, you know, he leaves her behind. Um, So, and it just plays into, like, the whole idea of human connection being, like, the most important thing. So, fortunately, she has a child, so she has that anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, it's I think slash hope that there's they'll find another small pocket of people out there, you know? Yeah, same. Who can breathe. And you know, if they can all breathe the yeah, air, they'll all be probably traveling around looking for other people too, so.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. But,
0: yeah. I did like um, the one quote. It's like when her, I don't know if that her father actually said it, but it's like you see her father talking to her anyways. And it says, don't underestimate the power of human connection. That's all that there is. Yeah, And that's like... That's kind of powerful. And it's kind of the theme of the whole movie, too.
1: It is, yeah. And I, I liked the sign-off that she and Elon would send to each other, like, from Earth, what was it, like, from Earth until the end of the universe or something.
0: Yeah, then like, he would oh. say, from Eon to the end of the universe. But. Yeah. Do you think that she ever, like, knew Elon, like, in person, that he was maybe somebody she knew bef- before people started leaving? Or was it just somebody she... Came in contact through virtually, um, I, like with sending messages back and forth about her father's progress and all of that.
1: Well, it seems like uh, she wasn't a, wasn't around before like everyone before, left. Yeah. So I assume it must be just someone that I don't know if like he worked. Well, he said he's an engineer, right? So yeah, I don't know if like somehow he was the person put in communication with like Harry to make sure that. To see how the experiments were going, right. and then st-
0: That's kind of what I got the feeling of, you know, was that they had never actually met right. in person. Um, well, I guess maybe that's wrong, but well, but and then it seems like even if she had gone, they still wouldn't probably ever meet in person because he tells her right before she's like right after she's made a decision to leave Earth and go to the colony on Io is that he's going off on some at least twenty-year trip because right. it takes to get there and then 10 years to take, get back and presumably there would be a couple of years of actually being there too so like you know she he wouldn't he would be gone before she got there and he she would still never actually meet him
1: right so, Yeah.
0: sad in that way sad that she never really gets that connection that she wants
1: right yeah we just have to hope that she find travels around out. yeah and find someone
0: It would have been nice at the end to have, like, seen her on the beach with somebody besides her son, you know? Yeah. Just, like, the hope that maybe, you know, she would find other people who had adapted and were able to survive there.
1: Yeah. I'm sure she will.
0: That's what I, the kind of the feeling I got, (laughs) too. Like, it's sad, but, like, it's also hopeful in a lot of ways. The whole movie is is, considering the circumstances you know right they don't all die at the end you know she gives life you know gives birth to new life that's able to to breathe the air on the planet so that's pretty hopeful in itself oh
1: for sure it's kind of yeah i think a major theme of it is just sort of perseverance and yeah just trying to remain strong
0: what do you think the significance of like the art? museum is to her like why does she go there at the end
1: well I think uh, we're meant to draw from that because he was telling the story about I forget everyone all the mythology the people's gods, name <laughs> but yeah the woman who had like Zeus's children or whatever I think she saw in herself like a chance to in the same way sort of like
0: be that goddess yeah I guess if the yeah species
1: but you know she's kind of limited to one kid (laughs) at this point
0: unless she finds somebody else (laughs) right
1: but no i think i think like uh understanding the quote and stuff like made her feel even more so that she needed to stay yeah to sort of help yeah spring forth like a new right a new human or whatever i think
0: i think like when micah and sam leave the camp to like go find helium for the balloon to leave. At that point, I think she was planning to go with him because yeah. that flame that's burning outside of her house, the whole movie that they keep showing, she blows it out at the end and that's like her source of fire to like make fires, you know, in in her home and stuff. So like she blows that out and I think that's like significant that she's actually at that point anyways planning to leave and then changes her mind afterwards.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: What were your overall thoughts? Did you like the movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, overall, I I enjoyed it. I kind of always like post-apocalyptic things. Yeah. If that's the theme, <laughs> I usually will watch the movie, even if it's not great. Um,
0: right. Yeah,
1: so I, guess- I, I don't know if I would, you know, recommend it to a bunch of people, but if I knew people <laughs> that were interested specifically in uh, this sort of thing, I would tell them to watch it, but
0: i i've actually really liked it oh. a lot and i think like i said at the beginning it's because it's not about the chaos at the end of the world yeah. the way like so much of, like apocalyptic movies always want to focus on how the world actually ends and not what the world is like after it sort yeah. of ends once there's not anybody hardly left and everybody who is left is just trying to survive and I like that kind of slow, more realistic feel to the movie. And, you know, I'm not a huge action fan. So, like, <laughs> I was kind of like afraid initially that this was going to be, because, you know, like, usually that's what you right. expect from an end of the world movie is that it's going to be super violent. But it's not that at all. It's very reflective. Um, and- it is, yeah. I, I really liked it for that reason. So I would I would definitely recommend it. I know it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but yeah. I, I did like it a lot. Like I said, my boyfriend walked out 15 minutes <laughs> because I was too slow and boring for him. Yeah. Even at that point, I was like, shh, shh, be quiet. I'm trying to pay attention. Like, I liked what was happening even when it was slow, you know? Yeah.
1: No, it's true. It is kind of a new perspective or a new way of looking at the the you know post-apocalyptic earth um... yeah i
0: guess like usually when i picture the end of the world this is like i don't picture the chaos i just like picture myself having survived whatever happened and Mm -hmm. i'm living like alone or with a small group of people you know and we're just surviving you know yeah and so i i I did i really enjoyed the movie a lot good cool
1: well then uh for everyone listening you can go ahead and let us know what you thought about the movie at uh, on Twitter at NNO Podcast,
0: or send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail dot com, and we're going to let everybody know at this point what we'll be doing next week. I think we're on the same page, aren't we? I think so. Okay, we actually got a tweet from somebody this past (laughs) week, which was super exciting for everybody listening. We we enjoy it when you contact us.
1: Yes, we really do. (laughs) Um, And
0: (laughs) one of the things that they suggested was um, sex education, which was already a show we were eyeing up on Netflix. So in our next episode of Navigating Netflix originals, we will be discussing the entire series of Sex education. There's it's eight episodes.
1: It is eight episodes. Eight episodes, about fifteen minutes each.
0: Yeah, roughly an hour long. um So we've got a whole week to watch it. That's fine. We're pretty good at binge watching the shows. So the, the goal is to discuss the entire series in one episode. If by some chance we have a very busy week and we can only watch half the series, we'll adjust at that point. But <laughs> that's the current. Is to watch binge watch the entire series of Sex Education for our next episode.
1: Yeah, so if you'd like to be caught up by then, be sure to spread that watch time out at least throughout the week. <laughs> and... Or just be like us and watch it all in one day. <laughs> or do that. Um, and just to give the shout out to the person who tweeted us, it was uh, their Twitter handle is at Twerky Metro. Um, so yeah, thanks for reaching out. It was nice to have... One person at least contact it us.
0: Was, yes. Like we said, we'll shout you out if you contact us. Yes, we will. <laughs> and we'll probably watch what you suggest unless we have some super good reason not to.
1: <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. So uh, thanks for listening Bye. and catch you on the flip. Bye. Bye.